In this episode, I interview Michelle Raymond, HR consultant, TEDx speaker, and also speaker for the upcoming Legacy Conference. Now, this episode was recorded prior to coronavirus. So since then, we've had to move the date for the Legacy Conference. So it is now taking place on the 17th and 18th of September 2020. So listen into this episode and hear why you should absolutely consider attending and hearing from Michelle Raymond at the event. Welcome to the Launch Strategist Podcast with your host, Katrina Douglas, author, trainer, and launch strategist for corporate leaders, helping you launch projects that light you up, make money, and get you closer to the goals that matter. In fact, you know what? I'm going to go for five because you've got a lot to say. <laughs> so five things about you, including some kind of key Five things about me. Yeah. Okay. So apart from the being a mother and a wife, yeah. I'm also a HR consultant mm-hmm. uh, where I actually go into businesses myself and I've got a team of people. We go into businesses and we consult on their HR So it could be on recruitment, it could be on uh, pay and remuneration, redundancy, workplace planning, workforce planning. So we do all that. So it could be ad hoc projects or people um, bring us in for specific, um, for a period of time as well. Uh, So that's me as a HR consultant. I'm also a business coach, but I actually, although that's the common theme, I actually help people behind the business so I help them uh, in their skill set transformation mindset so I'm helping the people behind the business so for example if somebody says to me um Shell I'm not my sales are not going really well so I say why not and then they'll say oh we're just not selling much so then we I want to look at what they are not doing or what they are doing and then find that they don't actually want to get on the phone and pick up the phone so in terms of the business coaching I get them to think about why they don't want to do it. What's actually going on with you? Yeah. Why you don't feel comfortable. Then it's the rejection. Then we go down, we go down. And, you know, obviously I've got interventions to deal with rejections. Yeah. Um, and all of those things. Yeah. Uh, I am also a TEDx speaker. Amazing. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, so, yeah, as a TEDx speaker, uh, I spoke... 2019 2019 yeah 2019 um back in february and i spoke about the invisible victims of crime and that's where i talked about where i was married and seemingly lived lived this happy life and obviously it wasn't and I became an invisible victim because of the crimes that he did and how I had I bared some of the brunt of that by how other people reacted to me and I just talked about that and so that's what I talked about in my uh, for me that was 
it was I think that's the biggest catharsis for me yeah I can imagine. more than doing a TEDx it was actually yeah. being able to that's the first time I've ever told that story and yeah. delivered it like I did. Yeah. Uh, it was really emotional but it was it was good it was good I can imagine and I'm just going to interject because yeah. if you're watching this you actually need to go watch that TEDx like it's so moving and so compelling so definitely go and check out so just you can just Google, YouTube, go yeah. to YouTube. Yeah, just YouTube, Michelle Raymond, yeah. The Invisible Victims of Crime. Yeah. And, and, and definitely go check it out. Yeah, yeah. And it, for me, that was for, for 2019. That was one of the most memorable occasions of my life, being able to talk about it in that way and to get the response I got from it. It was been absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, and also, I'm a singer. Wow. Uh, so, I'm a as well. So, yeah, I sing everywhere. So, I'm, by the time this airs, I would have sang at this place, but so I can't say it right now. Okay. But, yeah, I'm going to be on TV on Tuesday. Amazing. Like, yes, you have to give me the scoop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I shall be on TV on Tuesday. So, I sing, so I, I sing uh, backing singing for a lot of artists, a lot of celebrities. I also do weddings. I also do TV stuff. So, I've sang at, you know, um, at the Royal Albert Hall. I've sang on TV shows for weddings and a funeral. I was on that at the end. So there's all different different um, things I do and we do private functions as well. So uh, couple, no, about a couple of months ago now, I sang for Michael Kors. He came over to England for a private party and I sang at the private party. I was dancing with models, ended up in the newspaper the day after. I saw a picture of myself. <laughs> it's crazy you know what? do you know what I always say to people when people say oh my god Michelle you do so much different things I said because there's different facets to me yeah that's it I am a professional speaker and trainer so I train in England in the UK I do training in other countries but I'm also and I'm a mother and a wife but I also sing and travel the world doing singing more than I do speaking actually wow yeah but I love it yeah it's amazing and I think what's so interesting and this is why I wanted to do these interviews with the speakers is because every one of you are so so multifaceted and if you just go to maybe your LinkedIn or see you once you, I think people don't fully appreciate the scope of who you are and it's yeah. so funny you're the second singer Anna Loback is also a singer songwriter yeah. um, so amazing and you begin to see what makes up you as a professional like we're so not kind of linear and I think yeah just having that perspective of who you are is just really helpful and i think that's number four so i think you've got yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, one more one more um oh i didn't actually say it but uh i'm a international speaker yeah. so i speaker and trainer so like i met just alluded to earlier um i do lots of speaking in england but i do a lot i've done uh, in india in Dubai, uh, in France, in Italy. So, and I speak around the areas of like mindset, personal development, and personal effectiveness. Yeah. Actually, owning your power. Don't just yeah. say it. So but you're actually living and breathing your power. And I talk about purpose-driven individuals. Mm. Purpose-driven. It changes the game once you know your purpose. It so changes does. the game completely. It it's not work. It's yeah, destiny. It it's not work, it's destiny, it's not career, it is calling. Yeah. It's, not, it's not about ambition, it's your assignment here on earth. 
it changes the game. It really does. So that is amazing. And we could go in so many directions. But <laughs> tell me, what does legacy mean to you just as a concept, as a what does legacy mean? Um, I think it just goes back to what I said to this lady earlier, just before we had uh, this call, is we all set standards for ourselves, yeah? We set standards for ourselves. And with that standard, you get what you tolerate. And my thing is, legacy is actually setting a standard. Whether your standard's up here, your standard's there, or your standard's there. Whatever your standard is, what message do you leave to people? How are you living in your purpose? Yeah. That is the legacy. Yeah. Your legacy is your personal brand. Mm -hmm. Your legacy is what people think about you. Yeah. It's your legacy is the perception that people have of you. Yeah. So, so what I think to myself is, are you leaving a legacy that you want to be remembered for? Yeah. If I've been in your presence and... Um, by the time we finish speaking, you feel a bit more depressed. <laughs> you feel like, oh my God, we just spent the whole time talking about somebody. Yeah. That's the legacy I'm leaving with yeah. you. So true. Legacy is not just what I think it is, it's what other people think That's it is. That's so good. That's what I really do believe. So yeah. my thing is, legacy for me is um, what other people think about me, my perception, mm. my, my personal brand. It's live my true purpose and people can see it as well that's what i think legacy is no i love yeah. that um i love that and i think you know one of the other speakers mentioned something about much of your legacy is kind of in other people's hands yeah yeah and yeah. that's a concept that i had never actually thought yeah. about the idea of actually so much of it lies in other people's perception of what you or what you've deposited in them mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and it's kind of sobering in a way but no, it's powerful, really, really powerful. Yeah. And, this is, and this is why I always say, you always have to live your best life or the yeah. best version of your life and the best version of you. Yeah. So it's not always trying to be the best mm -hmm. in a world of everybody's trying to be the best. You can, you've only got yourself to compete with. Yeah. You only have yourself. So are you living your best lifestyle for you? And if you are, what message is that leaving? And what clues are you leaving? Yeah, definitely. What clues are you leaving? Definitely. And I think there's a, a quote that I really love, and it says that your life is a book read of men. Like, people are literally reading your life. And, yeah. you know, yeah. so, yeah, no, amazing. And so we've touched on it a little bit. Mm. But I want to hear more of your story. Like, how did you move from the invisible victim to where mm. you are today? And I want to hear kind of a bit of that story because I think people are always curious like no one ever just arrives never no one ever just arrives and I think that you're really transparent and I love that about you and so just what did that look like because there's some people that might be watching it this that are where you were and like how can I possibly launch and how can I possibly like but you've actually done that so what does that look like and what has it looked like for you yeah and I think as well I, I, I'm very consistent yeah one thing i i'm very consistent and i show up online i show up offline and that's part of my personal brand so i'm visible so one of my what i call it yeah one of my mission or my mission statement is making the invisible visible yeah because it's based on where i was yeah actually 
even before that, I was visible before. So I used to go out, do my HR stuff. I was very visible and I showed up and I commanded and I got work done. During my marriage, I lost that visibility. So when I was in a seemingly happy relationship, um, during that time of uh, the allegations about him molesting children, I lost me. I lost, I stopped showing up because I just didn't want no one to know that I was related or I was in any way connected to this person. So I just didn't want to be around. Um, so because of that, I I, um, I wasn't going to church as often as I was. I wasn't actually turning up to work as often. I stopped socialising. I stopped singing. I just wanted to be invisible. And the thing is, some people want to be invisible, but they only want to be invisible for a period of time, not forever. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's the thing. So I understand and I respect people who don't want to be invisible. Yeah. And that's only for a period of time. Mm. So when I was in, in, it was like in that state of I just didn't want to show up, and then because every time when I did show up, I was visible for the wrong reasons. Yeah, I was visible for the wrong reasons. So when I showed up or when I became visible, I was in the newspaper. Mm. I was in on ITV News, so I was known as the wife of the beautiful. So that's 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 the level of my visibility at the time, and. I always tell the story that I just thought, I can't do this. I, I can't live in this life of when I am visible, I'm visible for the wrong reasons. When I show up on the newspapers for the wrong thing. And I remember I was in church and the pastor had said at the time, which I've heard many times before, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I, and I sat there and it's just like the penny dropped. Yeah. I believe change can happen in a second. It can, yeah. People, when people trying to sell, not, I do it myself, <laughs> six, eight, ten month programs, mm. when realistically and in certain circumstances, if the heart is right, yeah. your mind is right, it Ready. can happen in a yes, second. Yes, it's so true. I lived with this invisibility for two years. Wow. Did nothing for two years, wasn't no one for two years. Mm. Even when I went to the courts, they ignored me. They only wanted to know me if I was wanted to testify to support his statement. Apart from that, I wasn't known. Mm. Uh, when I walked on the streets, the only time I came visible is when they spat. Out. I had people spit at me in the streets. Yeah, and that's the only time that I became visible. So when I had that 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 mindset shift, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm. I just thought. Nah, I wasn't designed for this. Yeah, I can't go on like this. My daughter can't go on like this. I, because I had social services involved and they were like, Michelle, what are you doing? They actually threatened to take my daughter away from me because I wasn't visibly, I wasn't visibly being the best mother because I wasn't getting her ready. I wasn't feeding her properly because I was depressed. So I wasn't showing up the right way and as, as, as a parent. Yeah. And so when I had that that trans that mindset transformational shift, I just thought, right, Michelle, yeah. I'm back in the game. Yes, and I'm back in the game, and everything shifted from that moment. And my work life, my personal life. First of all, I divorced him, so that was the biggest shift I made. Yeah. Um, I, I had to fight for my house. I had to fight for my work, and that's when I just thought, 
Shell, there must be so many other people who were like you. It doesn't have to be as extreme, yeah. but they are invisible, but they know there's more to them. There's, yes. there's so much more. I had so much more I had to give. And I thought, I need to change, change my game and then help other people change the game. Yeah. And to get out what's inside them. There's so many gifted and talented and blessed and purposeful, purposeful yes. driven people who are living beyond, below. Yes. So true. And they just like peek over the parapet. Yeah. I want you to be fully consumed yeah. by it yeah. and show up and be the person you were born and destined to be. So for me, it's all about making the invisible visible. And that's why I do what I do. This is why my coaching sessions are around what are you doing to show up consistently yeah. and credi- credibly yeah. in your field? What are you doing and what are you not doing? What yeah. do you need to do more of? Yeah. That's, what, that's my theme. And I think since that, that was like two... So I did the talk, um, obviously a year ago, but I was living with this for ten years. So for so for me, it's been a journey. But when people say, "Oh, Michelle, you're everywhere," mm. it took me almost ten years to be yeah. everywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this that's is what it. That's what people don't realize that actually you might see, like people might see you here today, but yeah. they don't realize the years of just building, 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 oh, okay. building. And yeah. it takes years to become an overnight success, as, right. They, right. as they say. But I love that. And because yeah. I think there's so many people that, you know, legacy is all about, you know, launching that legacy-driven project, that thing that stands the test of time, that thing that you actually want to be known for. Um, and I think that it was so important to me to have people that walk the walk. Yeah. And I just think there's so many people that are watching this. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in my job. I can't possibly do this. I can't possibly do that. But I actually want to show people, everyone that you're seeing on this stage, that is so phenomenal. Like, do you have any idea where we started? The brokenness that we caused and the journey. Do you know what I mean? And if, if, if um, women like you can do it and you know, all the other speakers, you could, they can totally do it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I think another thing that was, you know, that I really love about you is that it's not just inspiration. Like it's yeah. not just inspiration. Yeah. Like, you're going to come to Legacy and you're actually going to learn the how, how you actually yeah. do it how you actually walk this out. You're not just going to be inspired. Like I'm inspired speaking to you, but it's not just that. It's that, it's the equipping. It's yes. The equipping. Yes. I think a lot, lots of conferences, and this is why I think legacy is going to be very instrumental in the way that people operate. Because you are not just there to inspire and to motivate. And I've said it many times before, that there's too many of these those types of events mm. and I said it before that it's, it almost becomes like a, a drug house, a crack house yeah. where you come for your high and you're high-fiving everybody, yeah, 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 yeah. lovely, but then people going home to the same mess exactly. and, you're, and you're not there, the speakers are not there in the mess, exactly. you know um, uh, all the other people that you met networking are not there, so <laughs> what can you, my thing is how can I equip people even with one tool yeah. or one strategy that if they do that consistently, they will see a change. The exactly. one thing, you don't want to be selling loads of ideas. It's oh. one thing. So I, that's why I think the Legacy Conference specifically will be a fundamental change to the way people operate yeah. in business or yeah. in their workplaces because they're going to leave with something tangible yeah. that if they implement it, 
within a certain amount of hours and it cannot be weeks it has to be within 48 hours you will see a shift yeah i love that i love i love that right so um what else do i have for you so okay you've touched on it a little bit but why i think i guess you've said it why do you think people should attend legacy yeah i i think it's for those practical in those practical tools that can be implemented straight away mm. there's got to be two things yeah you have to do the inspirational because people are they we're very emotional beings yeah. and so we gravitate to emotions that are high energy so that's a given so it's got to be high energy but then you move from high energy to now implementation and it's about the for my talk i'm gonna be um i haven't mapped out the entire talk because it keeps changing each yeah. time I, I experience different things I think, oh no let me change that let me add that yeah. but the fundamental is how can you be in your work and still be entrepreneurial how do you do that without being sacked <laughs> yeah. because you've got your buzzing with so many ideas so yeah. And from a HR perspective, I'm going into businesses now and we're talking about workforce planning and how do we now recruit people with an entrepreneurial mindset that we can hone their natural abilities and skills so we can leverage and maximize that value in the workplace. So I think now workplaces are getting now, it's getting more commonplace that people, they want the safety net of a regular income, but they want to be able to have um, a safe space to um, use their ideas and do really more entrepreneurial stuff. So I want to come, so I'll be coming at it from a slightly different angle as, as you as that employee, what can you be doing? So I want to share practical things, what, telling you what types of discussions you could be having with your HR team uh, or with your lead manager and how you can bring some ideas to the plate. And obviously um, I can't make it bespoke to a particular organization, but there's certain things you can be doing and there's certain things that I want you to stay away from so that you're not on the chopping board to be made redundant. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to be made redundant. Unless you want to be made redundant. Yeah. And, and then knowing when is it time that you actually outgrown yeah. your stay. Yeah. And when is it time to leave? When's the best time to leave? How to make that transition? And how to take some of those ideas with you, some of those contacts with, with you without burning bridges. Yeah. That's some practical tools there. Yeah. Fantastic. So a couple of last questions. So mm. what is your number one launch tip? Because I know that you've launched Ooh, quite a oh, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, what would be your number one launch tip? Sell it before you create it. Oh, I love that. I'm a, yeah, definitely. I love that. Sell it before you yeah, create it. So good. The reason why I say that, because I think too many people, I've seen it, they have these, they have the idea yeah. because they think other people want this idea, but they haven't done the market research and actually asked, do people actually want this? That's it. Okay. So even one person working with, I said to her today, uh, actually last week, and I said to feedback to me today, I know you have this brilliant idea, mm. but do people want this idea that you have? That's it. Yeah. And I said, so sell the idea sell the dream before you even create it and allow people to feedback to you and those feedback is the building blocks for your program 
Yeah. They're the building blocks for your project. Yeah. So you don't need to sit at home thinking, oh my God, how am I going to do this program? Let people inform you. your project. Yeah. So I, I did this purposely for, uh, I have a course called, called The Business uh, of Speaking. Yeah. And it's an online uh, program where I go by step on how to create, not how to create a talk, but how to get speaking engagement. Yeah. Like, the strategies behind getting speaking engagements and I help people create their speaker kits. Yeah. So, you know, the show reel, the bio, the, um, the speaker page, so all of those kind of things. Yeah. But I sold it before I even created it. Yeah. So first of all, I sold the idea. Yeah. And then I actually sold the product. So I had about five people at one stage, they bought it and uh, at that stage, I only had created module one because I had enough intelligence, intel, to create module one. Then yeah. I created module one. Yeah. So knowing people, yeah. people are excited, excited, excited. And then day two, they're less excited, less excited. Day three, they're like not excited. Yeah. But I knew that I had time to make module two, module yes. three, module four because they're going to be still stuck yeah. on module one. Yeah. And that's how I've done it. Yeah. So even my course, so my course is, 90% finish, mm. and I've sold about 35 already. Love it. Love and I go back to them, I said, what module on, guys? Yeah. Oh, I want module three. <laughs> These are yeah. the people like, oh, Michelle, I want paid speaking engagement. I yeah. paid. And, and I said, well, I've been throwing opportunities. So in, in, we have a private, private Facebook group. And I said, look, here's a speaking opportunity here. There's one here. This one's paid. And then I go back and I say, so guys, how's it going? Mm -hmm. Oh, I haven't applied yet. Why have you not applied yet? Yeah. So do you see, we're, yeah. we're, talk, we're dealing with humans who are very dynamic, which means yeah. they're so busy doing so much different things. Yeah. So in terms of launching a product, you can sell it even before you've created it. Yeah. So that's my launch product. Too. Yeah, I love, I love that. And I had to learn that lesson the hard way because mm -hmm. I remember building out this course probably two years ago now. And the thing is, you can know that people need it. But the thing is, it's not enough to create something that people need. You have to shape it and fashion it in the way that they want it. Yes. Um, and so I remember putting all this energy into this program. And the thing is, what I do now in my program, what I do sell, is kind of like a repurposing of that. But people yes. didn't buy that. Yes. You know? And so it is. It's a tough lesson. And I had to learn it the hard way. So now yeah. I'm 100% with you. Yeah. Sell it first. Amazing, amazing. And then I build out the programs as I go along. Yeah. Because it doesn't take me long to sit down and deliver the program, to sit yeah. down and do a training yeah. or to do a PowerPoint presentation and get some resources. So like, uh, so like my module five, for example, I'm building that out next week. Yeah. But how I did it, I went into the group and I, in my own private Facebook, and then I went into other people's groups and just yeah. seeing what people are talking about, just hearing on the work, on the streets what people talk about. Yeah. There's a lot of people saying, oh, Michelle, I want to, do I need to create a sales funnel in terms of my, me as a speaking business? Yeah. What would that funnel look like? Now, I don't do funnels, yeah, yeah? but I know an expert who does. Yeah. So I said, right, what we'll do is let me do an interview with you. Amazing. And I'll have certain questions that are, are around speaking business mm -hmm. and then you answer them in relation to how that sales funnel would look like. Yeah. What would be the lead page for me as a speaker? Yeah. And then what, it, what comes next, what comes next and what kind of tools would they need to purchase? Yeah. And then I can do a resources page to say, okay, you need lead pages. It costs 97 pounds a month. You might need this. You might need one chat bot and it looks like that. You use many chats. So I'll do that resources tip. 
And that's based on a conversation I've had with a number of people. Mm -hmm. So now I can build that module five. Yeah. Yeah. So I change it to to make sure it's fit for purpose. I love, I love that. So um, before I ask you to just let people know how they can connect with you, I just want you guys to know how amazing Legacy is going to be, not just because it's my conference, but because the people that are coming, I don't think you understand how exceptional they are. And, you know, the nuggets of wisdom that I think you're going to bring, Michelle, they are going to be transformational. (laughs) Like, people don't understand. Like, it's going to be transformational. And for those of you that don't know, Legacy is all about helping you launch a mission-driven project that lights you up and leads to long-term financial success. Mm -hmm. This is about Legacy, and we are equipping you. You're actually going to leave with your launch blueprint. It's going to be amazing. So visit LegacyConference.co.uk. UK. And before we sign off, because I could actually speak to you all day, where, <laughs> where can people connect with you? Uh, I think the easiest place right now is going to be LinkedIn. Yeah. And you just type in my name, Michelle Ravens. I will come up. I'm wearing a yellow dress. Yeah. Um, and also on Facebook under Michelle Raymond. And that's connected to my business page, The People's Partner. Mm-hmm. Once again, I'm in a yellow dress. I'm keeping the brands very consistent yeah, here. <laughs> and um and actually, check out my YouTube page, which is yeah. Michelle Raymond. And, you know, there's show reels there. There's bits of me, you know, inspiring or motivating people there. And um, you can check out the YouTube uh, TEDx talk on the invisible victims of crime under Michelle Raymond. Fantastic. So um, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And we are going live, I think, on the 19th. We're going to be discussing something topical, so definitely check us out there. Um, Connect with us both on LinkedIn. Um, Yeah, and tune into that. But thank you so much for your time. You're amazing. Thank you. I've enjoyed it. Definitely touch base soon. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. You're more than welcome. Yay!